Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to another episode of Ringing the Blues, the official Wickham Wanderers podcast. On this week's show, we speak to the chairman, Rob Kuhig, about Matt Bloomfield's departure from the club. Plus, we also get an update on his thoughts of the season so far. We speak to Wickham Wanderers fans, Cheryl Kipping, who's walked from Wembley Stadium to Adams Park to raise money for charity. I caught up with former Wickham manager Martin O'Neill at the club's golf day last week. Plus, I had a chat with Laura Kirby, the chief executive executive of Prostate Cancer UK to talk about the legacy of Bill Turnbull. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the results and some chairboy Spanish with Uri. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri and here are the results for League One. Accrington Stanley 3, Morecambe 1, Bolton Wanderers 2, Lincoln City 0, Burton Albion 3, Forest Green Rovers 2, Cambridge United 0, Derby County 2, Charlton Athletic 1, Oxford United 1, Cheltenham Town 2, Shrewsbury Town 0, Exeter City 2, Bristol Rovers 2, Fleetwood Town 0, Barnsley 1, Ipswich Town 3, Portsmouth 2, MK Dons 2, Peterborough United 3, Port Vale 0, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Wickham Wanderers 0, Plymouth Argyle 1. Cherboy Spanish this week, the World Cup is near and the Panini album is already out, so we are swapping our stickers and completing our albums. So let's look at some terminology for the Panini stickers and album. Okay, swaps. Well, swap, intercambio, like interchange or exchange. Swap, intercambio. Mm, okay, stickers, estampas, like stamps, stickers, stamps, estampas. Um, shinies, well, the shinies we call them goldies or uh, gold in Spanish it's oro so we call them oritos shinies oritos oh stickers in uh, Argentina they call them in the same way as Italians figurines like figurines I don't know where that comes from what else album well in Spanish it's album too <laughs> so um, that's Cherboy Spanish this week I hope you are completing your albums and hopefully you will fulfill them before the World Cups begins. Uh, back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpole. Until next week. Cheers, Uri. Right then, Wickham Wanderers took on Plymouth Argyle at Adams Park on Saturday, and it was a day to celebrate the life of Bill Turnbull. We'll start the roundup with the minutes applause before kickoff. the announcement here. Today is the Bill Turnbull tribute game. Let's give the hand over now to Matt Cecil, who's on the, on the PA here at Adams Park. Commentaries down the years. His brave fight against cancer and his support for 
prostate cancer UK was a mark of his incredible strength of character and his words of advice and encouragement have helped change and save the lives of many men across the country. Today we celebrate a man known to some as Boren Bill, to his family as Billy, and to us here at Adams Park simply as Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and join us in minutes of applause for Bill Turnbull, which will start and end with the referee's whistle. Big picture of Bill Turnbull on the big screen here at Adams Park. And it's rapturous applause from all four sides of the ground here at Adams Park. Plymouth fans playing their part too. Because as Matt said, what Bill did to raise awareness for prostate cancer after his diagnosis was selfless and has saved the lives of countless. One of the greatest Chairboys fans in the club's history. A great friend of the club, a great fan of the club. He helped put this club on the map and we miss him hugely. But his legacy remains here from the Bill Turnbull gantry as they sing there's only one Bill Turnbull on the terrace. Back to Butcher now with the, from the throw. Knocks it into the area. Cosgrove goes down. That's a penalty. Foul by Horgan, I think. Cosgrove went down over the leg of Horgan. And it's a penalty to Plymouth in the sixth minute. Yeah, we had a really good angle of that, didn't we? And um, it just looked like Horgan maybe just missed the ball. I thought at first it looked like maybe he got a touch on it. But um, there's no real complaints from the Wickham team. I think he's just kind of swiped at it. Brought his man down and... A massive chance for Plymouth to open the scoring again. Cosgrove will take it. Scored two already this season. Will this be his first penalty? Right footed then, Sam Cosgrove. Came off the bench last uh, game on Sunday. Made a difference. Cosgrove versus Strier. Here he comes now, right footed. And scores. Strier goes to his right. Cosgrove went to his left on the floor. It's a good penalty. And Plymouth have the lead here in the sixth minute. Wickham nil, Plymouth one. Wing cross comes in, it's a good ball. Farino! Oh, diving head, a great save. Folks on the volley on the follow-up. Charged down by Scar. Chris Farino can't believe he didn't score. That is some great goalkeeping, though. Freeman's away, left-hand side. Little step-overs, cuts it back. Folks, over the bar, free header for five yards. And that really should be 1-1. And Nick Freeman, some dazzling skills on the left. And Sam Vokes normally gobbles those up. Wing. Oh, that's a great ball by Wing to McCleary on the right-hand side now. McCleary up against Galloway. Goes on the outside. Chips it to the back post. Looking for Folks. Folks wins the header. Mimetti. Oh, brilliant save again. Folks again and safe once more by Cooper. And we can now why, see why the Cooper has got the golden gloves from last season because that is, again, top-draw goalkeeping and a brilliant move from Wickham. Uh, Gareth, a home defeat against Plymouth Argyle. You must be scratching your head at half-time how we can win 1-0 down. Yeah, performance is good enough for a win. You know, um, their keeper's made some amazing saves. You, you know, you can say and be harsh and say we've got to stick them in, but when he's in form like that, it was, uh, yeah, it was tough to beat him today and, uh, and we should have, but we didn't, you know, and uh, we put the pressure on him big time first half, you know, and, uh, you know, it's a clumsy challenge for the penalty, yep, and, uh, and that was the... That was the difference today, you know, that one penalty, and it's frustrating, but, um, yeah, we perform like that. That's top of the league in League One. I said to the boys, you perform like that, um, we'll be absolutely fine, and, and 
you know, the cavalry's coming back, Gareth was back today. Losing Tafazoli and Gapey in the week is, I've never had anything like this, you know, this injury crisis that I've got. So, um, no excuses. We've got to be uh, ruthless in front of goal and get our goals when, uh, when, when we can. But, um, you know, fair play to Plymouth to come. They've, uh, they've took the points and uh, we've got to lick our wounds and go again next week. That, this injury, I, mean, I can't really call it a crisis yet, can we, at this stage of the season? But Sko and Tafazoli, on top of what's come before then, you must be wondering what, what you've done in the past yeah. here. Have you upset someone? Thompson, you know, and, and Gape and, and Wheeler and Damani and, you know, we've got McCleary back today. Tafazoli's out, like I say, it looks like we've lost Farino. It's just getting tougher and tougher, but um, I know that second half of the season or... or Second two thirds of the season will be very strong because all these boys are coming back, you know, some close to returning now, which is, which is crucial, you know. So just a bit has gone against us, and sometimes that happens. We've had the rub of the green for a, lot, a long time, you know, and, and really, we've got all uh, all that success behind us. The last seven years has been phenomenal for this club, and uh, just uh, a little stutter at the moment, but they're not going to put me down. I'm, I'm so pleased with the performance today. The lads ran for me. They challenged for me, they did everything but score, and um, sometimes you've got to accept that um, that will happen. Um, hopefully next week we can beat Oxford. A league debut for Adam Leathers, yeah. second half. Thought he did well, thought he came on and set the ball down really well. Um, and again, positives, you know, that's what we're doing here. You know, Adam Leathers, Tyler Dickinson, you know, we, we've got some uh, some debuts this year. Ali Ohamidi, of course, you know, comes on. So, um, But like I said, I think when you have to rely on some of the young boys, it shows just where the club is, you know, Jasper Pattenden as well, and another debutant this year. So, um, but I think last year we were filling the bench with the, your household names, and that's uh, that shows the strength of the squad. At the moment, we can't do that, you know, we've, uh, we've got to rely on uh, some of this youth coming through. But believe me, they're good enough, and they will be. I'm, I'm really proud and, and pleased. Look at Mimetti, look at Farino, you know, they've done really well. So, there's chances, there's going to be opportunities for people. Um, but if we keep playing like that, especially first off, We'll be fine this season, so nobody panic, please. This feels really odd to say, but for the first time in 19 years, no Matt Bloomfield at the Wickham Wonders. Yeah, game. really weird. You know, I know he's uh, he's got defeat today at Wimbledon, but uh, I think that it's harsh judging him after 24 hours of being a manager. I think he's going to uh, he's going to be a success there. I think he'll turn him round and he'll uh, he'll get hopefully some of the Wickham culture there, but um, some of his own his own ideas and personality on the club. I think that's. Uh, that's a success story because uh, Matt Blinth is a great guy. Fantastic to work with him. I want to thank him for all his hard work as a player, captain, roommate, and coach. He's just been everything for me and uh, I wish him all the very best. He's, he's going to learn how uh, our management is, but um, you know, I've got my own stuff to concentrate on now and, and the boys will be, uh, will be ready for next week, no doubt. And Like I say, we keep playing like we did today. There'll be absolutely no problems and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll climb that league. He'd crossed over into the coach's office, but he was a real leader at Blooms and with the departure of Akinfemra and Stockdale as well in the summer. Is there a now a period of transition in terms of the leadership within yeah, the dressing course. room? Absolutely, you know, and I think that you know you, you stick bail on today and, and it becomes a different a different proposition for the opposition. But that that we always knew that would come or we always knew that we had to transition. Um, just uh, hoping that the, the patience is, is there because um, we're a good side. We're, we're miles and miles away from where we were 10 years when I took over. This club's a fantastic football club now, and a real proper football club, you know, with the Keurigs in charge, driving it forward, and the squad we've got. Just need a few of those injuries back, and uh, we'll be as strong as anyone in this league. And I've got absolute confidence that we'll start climbing the table pretty soon.
Plymouth fans turned up in good numbers at Adams Park despite their recent woes against the Chairboys and they were understandably delighted to beat Wickham Wanderers on Saturday. Here's the opposition view. A. Edwards. That's it. We beat Wickham. We're going up and I don't care who knows it. RKB. That was a horrible game to watch. It really was back to the wall against the Wickham machine in the first half. But I thought we shaded the second and kept their front three much quieter. A superb statement of intent. One nil wins away from home when you have to bite and scratch for everything are what promotion campaigns are built upon. Grooves. Amusingly, that was the best I've ever seen Wickham play. It just shows they can when they're chasing a game for 80 minutes. But we had them in every area today, <laughs> including the shit housery. Andy Garside. Thank you to all at Preston North End for taking Ryan low. You really don't understand what you've done for our club. Shuey has just done a Wickham against Wickham. This man is a genius and we're effing flying. Adam. Last season, we tried to play football against a very physical Wickham side and it didn't work. We lost 3-0 and 2-0 and got absolutely battered. <laughs> That's now been identified and rectified by Shuey and the coaching staff. Oh, and I love the time wasting for a minute eight. <laughs> Josh. Our defence was effing unreal. It was a very physical lineup with loads of changes. But Shuey got it spot on yet again. Cooper is elite in goal and Scar is a right shithouse. Up the table topping greens. SJC. We all know we're a great football inside, but before today's game, I was still worried about whether we could handle outfits like Wickham. But today proved in abundance we can. Bode very well for the rest of the season. Argyle chance. Bloody awful first half, but I will absolutely take all three points at Adams Park. And we would have scored more if that second half had carried on. Get your house on Argyle going up this season. Pilgrim PT. Green Army. I'll tell you what, I honestly can't remember when we've had five lone players come in and all be this good. These boys have been phenomenal so far this season. And it just shows how good our management team is for spotting them and getting them all down here. DHSOB. What a pleasure it was to see Wickham players fetching the ball, getting on with the game, and remaining free from minor injuries requiring attention. <laughs> Having said that, they did have enough chances to put themselves out of sight. 
Well done to the Green Army. We'll see you back at your place later on in the season. Right, on the Friday before the game, it was announced that club legend Matt Bloomfield would be leaving Adams Park to take up the role of head coach at Colchester United. After 19 years as a player and latterly a coach for Wickham Wanderers, it was huge news for Matt Bloomfield and also the Wickham fan base. I caught up with club chairman Rob Kuhig to get his thoughts on the move and he also updated us on his thoughts of the season so far. I mean, it's uh, sort of bittersweet news. Matt has been an integral part of the club from long before Misty Pete and I arrived. He uh, was one of the first players that I got to know, uh, particularly during COVID shutdown. He, uh, I saw his leadership demonstrated then. Of course, as a player, he was terrific when he had the series of blows that forced his even though he was at kind of an advanced age, a, an earlier retirement that he might have wanted, we knew that he had the potential to be a great coach and manager. And so this day was always going to come, and we're happy for him. It's not going to be goodbye forever, though, is it? Because the door will always be open, I guess, at Adam's part for Matt Bloomfield. You must be a mind reader. The last note I sent to Matt two days ago is, to remind him that he would always have a home in Adams Park. Well, that's good to hear as well. Uh, in the modern era of football, I'm really struggling to think of many players that have had such a long connection with just one club. It really is something special, isn't it? You know, it's not just in football these days, Phil. Uh, whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, or or a football player, people move with more frequency than they ever did. But in football in particular, you're right. Uh, where players are constantly out there on the transfer market, people are coming after him. Matt's tenure with this club, I suspect, will be hard to be duplicated. With the development squad there, uh, with lots of young players, I know Blooms was really enjoying working with those as well. How much of a, of a loss is it to the new setup, especially with the larger squad and the younger players that are, that are at Gareth's disposal now? Well, as I explained to Sam Grace, he has to work harder even. <laughs> it's uh, Look, he, it's going to be a blow because Matt was able to confer to these kids what it's like to be between the lines, the, to be on the pitch in hard times, what it takes to prepare to be on the pitch, which is even more important. And he had a, a way of, of discussing it and could lead by example and others could point to Matt's long career as an example of what these kids wanted. So it's going to be tough. But let me say this. Part of what our sort of club ethos is, is we're here to, to help our players move on when the time comes, if the best offer comes for them, for them and their families, for our manager or our coaches. We're always aware that other people are, are looking around. Yeah. Other, other clubs would be foolish not to look at Wickham with its culture, with its record of performance, with its record of overachievement given the relative money spent on players and the like. And so uh, every day, Pete and I and talk about, you know, what do we need to do to kind of barricade the fort a little bit 
to make sure we keep as many of our players and staff on board uh, as possible. It must be a big compliment to get these phone calls uh, inquiring about our staff and, and in this case inquiring about Matt Bloomfield because it shows you that these are special people. They really are. And, and look, the compliment really goes to the trust which has held the club together for a long time. I give it to, to Pete who has stepped in and really worked with the players and the and the coaches and, of course, the gaffer and Dabo who – who are instrumental in setting the culture of the team. And I think that's when I get these phone calls, uh, when Tom Holder called me up the other day and said they wanted to talk, it makes me proud that these fellas have built something and that we have been able to play a very small part in it. Uh, Gareth has said that it's, it's the most talented squad at his disposal, but in the, in the departure of David Stockdale, Adebayo Akinfem, Anthony Stewart, and now Matt Bloomfield. These are big characters. So in, in terms of sort of character, we're, we're kind of in transition at the moment. We are. And look, that's the nature of, of sport. Indeed, it's the nature of life. We're always, whether we're prepared for it or not, in transition. Uh, and so when I look at the football club, uh, I, I love David Stockdale, but he wanted to go home. That's understandable. I, I, I think in Max, we have a guy who can be here for another five years if he doesn't move up the, up the pyramid along with us. Uh, you know, so, so I don't think we get hurt there. Uh, I, I think the pro, and, and look, Farino's doing great, getting Alfie Mawson in, in, in effect to substitute for one of my favorites of all time and Anthony Stewart. I, I don't know that we've lost much. I, I know that there are some who perceive that this club is not where it was in the past, but I think they do so at a disservice to the fellows who are playing. This, this team is the most talented team, certainly in my tenure with the club. It is deeper than any team, and thank God it is. Think about this on the opening day of our season. Eight of the people that we had scheduled to start for us we're not available because of injury. Since that time, we have not had a single game in which we've had uh, no less than three to five people who would have started in all likelihood or certainly been active members of the squad not available to us because of injury. Look, all clubs get injuries. You have to be prepared for it. That's why we built the depth that we had. Uh, but I think that these trying times are giving some of our younger lads tremendous opportunity to a uh, really improve themselves and b prove themselves to others and to us as to their futures so you know with the bad comes the good i am um, i am relentlessly optimistic by nature but in this case i think it's a realistic optimism that we're going to be in the hunt all season it's been a sticky start. Gareth Ainsworth has, has held his hands up to that as well. And, and some of the fans are frustrated. Uh, and it sounds to me that your, your prediction for the start of the season, your hopes for the season of automatic promotion uh, remain the same. Why would they change? We're 10 games in. We have, at last I looked, what, 36 more games to go? We're not even a quarter of the way through the season. Our best teams have not been able to get onto the pitch. When they get on, we can compete with anybody. Now, we have a tough month coming up. We have to buckle down. Plymouth is 
what, top of the league. Uh, we, we, we play several other teams this month that are competing and will compete all the way to the last day for promotion. Uh, but this is a, look, this is a tough league. There's no getting around it. It is fundamentally harder to progress in this league today than it was when Pete and I first came on board. It, uh, if you look around, how much money did Ipswich spend in order to prepare for this season? I, I saw last night the, the books on Plymouth that they had $11 million in, or 11 million pounds in revenue. Uh, Gareth made a point the other day when we were at uh, uh, Sheffield Wednesday. If you draw 25,000 people on average to a game and we draw 6,000 people on average, you're giving up 19,000 people. And, and just using a rude estimate of 25 pounds ahead by the time you count in tickets and concessions and the like, you're giving up almost a quarter of a million pounds per home game. And you multiply that by 23, you got a real difference. And of course, it has the concomitant effect of it, they get higher TV or in-house TV revenue there, equivalent to the Wanderers. Although, I'm sorry, Phil, there is no equivalent to Wanderers TV. But what they would <laughs> claim to be the equivalent to Wanderers TV, they make a lot more money. So we're competing against that. We're doing the best we can. Uh, you know, we've this year uh, been throwing a little money onto the fire, not huge sums uh, because we've we said we never would, but enough to make sure we're viable. And I want to return to the theme of this. We are as viable as any club in this league today. We just need to get ourselves a little bit more healthy, have a good runner games, and we'll be back in it. And to bring this back to Matt Bloomfield, he's achieved so much as a player against all of the odds at Wickham Wanderers uh, and recently as a coach as well. Uh, that's going to stand him in very good stead at Colchester United, isn't it? It really is. That's why I, I could so enthusiastically recommend Matt because he is going to do a phenomenal job for them. I have to leave you with one short story. When I told Missy what was going on uh, last night, she woke me up this morning. She said, do you realize Matt's only one point above relegation? I said, baby, they don't hire people for first place clubs. You know, it's it's a tough deal, but they have they've found the right guy in Matt. I'm convinced of it, uh, and he's going to do a great job. Well, lots of Wickham fans will be keeping an eye on Matt Bloomfield, as I'm sure you will be as well. And uh, I've got a feeling it won't be the last we see of Matt Bloomfield at Adams Park in the future. Uh, Rob, it's been great to catch up. And uh, when will we see you next in the UK? I'm trying to get over there in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this is, by coincidence, the busiest time of my year in the in the practice of law. I know, despite what my son and those others say, that don't think I still work. I do, and uh, I've got to, I've got to do a few things. But I'm hoping by mid October. Good stuff. Well, we all look forward to seeing you at Adams Park very soon. Thank you so much, Phil. As you heard earlier in the pod, the game against Plymouth was the Bill Turnbull tribute game, a day that we celebrated Bill Turnbull. 
Laura Kirby, the new Chief Executive of Prostate Cancer UK, also joined us at Adams Park on Saturday, along with several people around the ground collecting money and raising awareness for prostate cancer. I caught up with Laura at half-time, fittingly on the Bill Turnbull gantry. Laura, welcome to Adams Park. How are you enjoying the game? Well, we prefer the results to be a bit better, but apart from that, it's great. Yeah, half-time we're speaking at. It's 1-0. Wickham haven't taken their chances, but we're stood on the Bill Turnbull gantry. How does that make you feel to have Bill Turnbull with a permanent name here at Adams Park? Well, it's fantastic. I mean, I think it really does tribute the indelible mark that Bill made um, on both the club, his fans, but also uh, the way he ha- he reached men uh, that were affected by prostate cancer and really raised awareness of prostate cancer, which he did an amazing job on. Prostate cancer and football have been together for a long time, but Bill Turnbull, as you say, through his own personal story, it was a selfless act really, wasn't it? Because once he got his diagnosis, it was almost too late for Bill in terms of curing the disease, but he took it upon himself to save the lives of all. Oh, just how many men will never know, but it'll be countless. It will be countless. And I think that's what pro- propelled him, that his own experience, he didn't want any other family or any other you know, man to have to go through that. And so, as you say, it was the most selfless act to so candidly and openly talk about his experience. And, you know, he relentlessly supported Prostate Cancer UK and relentlessly was prepared to do anything for us, really, or anything to try and reach men. Because men are not aware of the risk of prostate cancer and they're not good at talking about things. And so we really do want men to start considering their risk, uh, taking our risk checker on the Prostate Cancer UK website to find out whether they are at risk and if they are, do something about it. And we're seeing a great deal of awareness here today at this game as well. Lots of collections around, the little man badges being sold for £2. All that money goes to the charity as well. But not only that, everyone sees it and it's helped spread the message. Yeah, so at high risk, men over the age of 50, black men over the age of 45, or if you've got any family history, so brother or father, then please do go to the website and get your risk checked. But as you say, also fantastic. We've got our volunteers out, we've got the whole of the football community here, the, the Wickham Wanderers community here, you know, to, to raise money for such a good cause, to help us do more vital research into treatments and tests. Well, Laura, thank you for coming up to Bill's Country. I hope you enjoyed the second half, and could you bring us a bit of luck, please? I hope I can, and it's been an absolute honour. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. Take care. Take care. Last Wednesday was the annual Wickham Wanderers Golf Day, sponsored by Vestel. It was a great opportunity for fans, sponsors, former players and managers, plus Gareth Ainsworth and Lewis Wing from the current squad, to spend the day on the golf course at Harleyford in Marlow. A wonderful day, and on the... How are you doing out here on the course? Well, I mean, this is the longest drive. I'm unlikely to win it. (laughs) I'm very unlikely to win it, you know? Okay, so uh, if it was the longest two drives, then I might be up alongside the lads, you know? So we've had a great day, great day so far. Really good players here I'm playing with, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it, genuinely. And it's great to be associated with Wickham Wanderers still. Well, you know, that, that is right. You know, Phil Alexander asked me about this. I've been, I've been meaning to come for a number of years, really, to the golfing day and haven't been able, for some reason or another, haven't been able to manage it. But today, great, really good. And, it's, uh, well, the sun is out now, so it's fantastic. So we're, we're good. We're a good little group here. And, uh, but as I said, um, 
The longest drive is causing a problem. <laughs> Don't worry about the longest drive. I've heard it's all about the short game. How's that looking for you today? Well, do you know what? For, for me, and, and I'm not usually that good, I, I'm doing okay, I think. Yeah. Would you, I'm, yeah. I'm doing okay, you know. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm hanging in there. Well, keep hanging in there. Long way to go yet. Thank you. And the, the, there's a big prize on the 12th, the nearest the pin. All right, OK. And how are you, young man? You OK? I'm, doing, I'm having a great day. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Brilliant. You're brilliant. more hero, Martin. No, We've never met you before. Not so. at all. So <laughs> you're too young for to remember my days. But anyway. No, season know. ticket holder. Were you? Is that right? Oh, you yeah. must have been a, just a kid at the time. So, uh, yeah, great days they were. They were really, really fantastic. And uh, and isn't the manager doing brilliantly now, isn't he? It's great to see the both of you together on here. Yes, fantastic. Yes, so, um, no, he's doing terrifically, terrifically, absolutely brilliant. And 10 years now he's been in charge. Good Lord, you know. Here we are. We've got to go because we've got to save enough battery to speak to Keith Scott. Oh, oh, you're right. Absolutely. Scotty will keep you all day. I oh, know. Yeah. I don't think we've got enough batteries with us. <laughs> Very good. It was a great day and keep your eyes peeled on Wanderers TV for all the highlights from Harleyford. And the next event off the pitch here at Adams Park is the Business Lunch with Gareth Ainsworth on the 27th of October. Check out www.fc.com for more information on how you can get involved. Last Tuesday afternoon was the team photo shoot at Adams Park. It was an event that enabled the player kit sponsors to come down and meet their players and spend a bit of time on the pitch having a chat. Richard Dobson's sponsor was Cheryl Kipping and she'd walked to Adams Park from Wembley Stadium. I spoke to her on the pitch at Adams Park to find out why. Cheryl, we're on the hallowed turf here at Adams Park. Amazing. Uh, let's take a few footsteps together because walking is about this interview because you've walked here from Wembley Stadium, is that right? I have, not all in one go, but I have walked here from Wembley Stadium. Wembley Stadium to Adams Park. Why have you done this? Just for charity? Yeah, I'm being sponsored for for, for the for the walk from Wembley to, to Adams Park as uh, to raise funds for the Street Child World Cup. Okay, how did you get involved in this? So the Street Child World Cup is a great organisation that holds a football tournament for street connected children every time there's a proper World Cup in that country. Uh, it aims to raise awareness of the situation that street connected kids are in, to challenge the stigma and discrimination that they face. Uh, and to give them a voice, a platform to raise issues that are important to them uh, around maybe education or protection from violence or getting identity and so on. And you're going to head out to Qatar now for, uh, with the charity? I am, yes. I'm going out there as a volunteer for two weeks. There's many volunteers from all over the world, as well as the teams coming from all over the world. There's, teams coming from 20, there's 28 teams coming from 25 countries. So the reason for the Wembley to Adams Park walk is that's around about 28 miles. I've actually done a bit more than 28, um, but one mile for each, um, each, each team. And I've also done a swim, so I've swum 250 lengths of my local pool um, because there's 25 countries being represented there. Brilliant. So how will this tournament take shape then? Is there sort of the national teams a bit like the, the, the normal World Cup? Yeah, there are. There are. There's, well, there's teams probably not from some of the countries that would normally get to the World Cup. So Zimbabwe, Bolivia, um, you know, a whole range of countries. Uh, so it's a knockout, a knockout competition. Uh, but alongside the competition, there's an arts programme, so it's a way of um, kids from their countries demonstrating the culture and arts of their organisation, uh, of their country. Um, so art, drama, dance and so on. And then alongside that, because 
kids are representing their countries, it means they get a bit of a voice in their country so they can go back home and uh, ask for their rights, their, their rights around maybe education or uh, getting a, a proper identity papers or protection from violence. Um, so part of, part of what goes on is not only what happens during the two weeks of the competition but what happens when people go back to their home countries as well. How long have you been involved with this charity? Very recently. I knew about it. The first one was in 2010 and I kind of knew about it. I think I might have donated a bit of money towards it. Um, but I'm retired now, so I've got time. So uh, I thought, yeah, why not volunteer? A great cause. And it also ties in your love of football. It absolutely does. Yeah, so it's fantastic. Yeah. And what's it like being on the pitch here at Adams Park? It's, it's amazing. I just love, I love Wickham. So it's great to be here today and it's great to be on the hallowed turf. You don't just follow Wickham, you follow England as well? I do, yeah. I was at Wembley last night for the game. That was exciting. Good to see Wickham, uh, England getting, getting some goals. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think they'll do well in the World Cup? Who knows? Who knows? We're always, always football fans. We're optimistic, aren't we? Yeah, one of the big talk, talking points over fans is the World Cup in Qatar at different times, but a lot of issues around Qatar as well. Where do you stand on that? So uh, I'm not going to the World Cup for the first time. I won't have been to a World Cup since 1998. Um, and that's in part because of their human rights record and in part because of my carbon footprint, because I've already done, will have done the trip to Qatar with the Street Child World Cup and another trip earlier this year. So it's going to be quite tough. It'll be weird sitting at home and watching it on the telly or down the pub. There'll yeah. still be Wickham games going on, don't worry. There will. I'll be coming to the Wickham games, yeah. Well, brilliant work. If people want to continue to sponsor you, even though you've done the walk, is that still possible? Absolutely, yeah. So if you go to, I've got a Just Giving page. So if you go uh, do a Google on Just Giving, and then when you get onto the Just Giving page, if you type C Kipping or Cheryl Kipping into the, the search engine there, it, that will, it will come up. And yeah, any, any money you can give, it's a fantastic charity. It's a great cause. So any amount, however small, would be really welcome. Brilliant. We've got to ask you about, about your love for Wickham Wanderers. Where did it all start? So my granddad played for the 1931 team that won the FA Cup, the Amateur FA Cup. Um, so my earliest memories are going to Lokes Park um, with my granddad. But I, I, I have, I'll be honest, I haven't consistently followed from when I was very young all the way through to now. But I've been a season ticket holder here again now for over 20 years. Um, I came with my dad, Dudley Kipping, who many people will will know um, around the place uh, until he died. He was here up, up until about a month before he died, so I came with him. Look, got friends that I've met on the terraces. Yeah, just love it, love it. Brilliant. Well, it's great to see you here as well at the sponsors' event. Who's the player? Which player do you uh, sponsor? Dob Dobbo's training kit, yeah. Brilliant. You've had a chat with the man himself? I absolutely have, so that's a great thing to do as well. Awesome. Shell, it's been great to meet you and have a safe trip to Qatar. Thank you, Phil. If you'd like to find out more about the player sponsorship program, then email commercial at wwfc.com. Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to Laura Kirby, Cheryl Kipping, Rob Kuhig, Martin O'Neill, and you for listening in. Onwards to Oxford. Keep the faith and come on you blues. <laughs>